Are you happy? Magic Seeds takes a good look at everyday challenges and gives solid advice on how to navigate through them, be it relationships, career, parenting, or just not feeling happy inside. I'm Dr. Adam Grise. And I'm Laura Grise. Please join us weekly to discuss everyday situations that seem to be getting in the way of feeling happy and peaceful. We'll provide magic seeds and a reliable roadmap for you to follow to stay on a healthy path for your life. Welcome back to Magic Seeds. Yeah, I'm starting on this couch. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> your eyes just... We're recording. Headlights. We're recording. No. <laughs> la, la, la. You didn't do your linguistics <laughs> no, I didn't. exercises. That's okay. That's okay. Tip of the tongue. Tip of the tongue. <laughs> so... What do we got? Well, all right. <laughs> I just have to say first, before I say what we're talking about, that the words that are about to come out of my mouth, I would have never used these words in a billion years. Universe. Universe, transformation, <laughs> spiritual journey. And I cannot believe that I can't even think of a different word, a better word now, today, in this current and present moment. Than what? What's the word? Transformation. Spiritual journey. I mean, transformation, is that, I mean, that was a trigger word for you? You knew me back in the day. Uh, you hated universe. <laughs> the universe word, you couldn't stand. It would, it would get me really angry. So. <laughs> you gotta admit, you, there's a bunch of words that you don't, yes. like they just what trigger you, something. What do you say? You didn't even like sacred. No, I didn't. You're like, that's religious. I'm like, sacred isn't religious. It could be. There is something that you say, even today. I don't know. It has a religious implication and I still don't like it. It gives me something. Yeah. Me I mean, there's things that have been applied to religion, but then you just like, that's it. That's the only way you can hear it. It's just because of where we live, I think. And I just want to make sure that we're not getting swept in that tidal wave. That's all. Mm -hmm. And before I get myself into trouble, can we move on? <laughs> Please. <laughs> okay. Well, what do we got here? Right. Transform. So, transformation or spiritual journey, which I prefer to call it nowadays. It's a process I just of call it life. Life. <laughs> Is it life? It's not life because it's a choice. I think it's a choice. A path that someone decides to take and once they're on it, they think, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I want to mm -hmm. turn back, but you can't turn back. I always you tell patients that like, I'm so sorry. I think yeah, I right? said this right. Like, yeah. I'm sorry that you now know this and you can't turn back because then you're conscious of what you're avoiding. Yes. You're conscious of what yes. you're cutting yourself off from. Yeah, it's, it's part of yourself. Conscious awareness. And I mean, I think it's a beautiful life and you've introduced this to me. So you've introduced this whole life to me, but I could not imagine whatever I was doing in the past. I could not imagine going that route. I mean, I can't. You can't. You can't. But Still. to be fair, right, to all of us, like I remember when I started treating you, right, in the mm -hmm. beginning days of awakenings and telling you you're going to have a heart attack. At 55, <laughs> because at that point, you had been on a kind of an autopilot. After I was on 800 milligrams of ibuprofen eight day. hour days. Eight, eight, three times eight, a day. Three times a day. No, every eight hours. Every eight hours. And I would do 30 days on. And, and one even, day off. I don't think I would do 30 <laughs> days off. <laughs> You're, you don't have a stomach anymore. <laughs> I do. My stomach's fine. Hard to um, steal. And I remember like, and I think maybe that's why I was never attracted to you. We worked together for like five years and there was nothing between us. Right. And we wanted to work together, but like the, the heart, your heart was closed down because you were in this fight or flight ever yes. since your accident. Like have to go, have to go, have to go, have to do. And then little by little, you were like, you got to drop the balls, Karch. Just right. stop it. And you're like, oh, I don't want to yeah, drop the balls. That was a turning point in my life. 
and then you drop the balls, you're able to sink into yourself. But to be fair. And and I allowed myself to have the ducket days, which is actually the episode that's coming out today. Oh, cool. Yeah. But now that was a, a major, major turning point. When right. you said you have to drop the balls. And allow the winter I to happen. Allowed the ducats to happen. Right. And when that yeah, part of the cycle, point. when winter is doing nothing, right? When there's nothing productive over on top of the surface, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing outwardly productive going on in winter, but mm-hmm. it's an essential part of the cycle. And to adopt that into the schema of your life is huge. It allows you to transform. And that's right. what we're talking about today. When the fear that goes into that, you are at that point on an unconscious level, scared to let go Because you're like, if I let go, my body is going to atrophy. My life is going to atrophy. Everything's going to fall apart. You are just full steam ahead. But to be fair, even though like you transformed there and made it so I could be possibly attracted to you. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly why I did it. (laughs) (laughs) But even that, it doesn't mean, and even for myself and even if I talk to you, like I'm dealing with that all the time. It's not like we don't come face to face with that disconnect or with getting in a mode of have to, have to, have to. Even just think of 10 years of when we started having kids and it's like, I have to provide, have to provide, have to provide. And even though I know intellectually I have, I need winters, we just get caught up in this unconscious drive to tend to this fear inside. That's why I'm saying that this is a choice. It's a personal experience. But it keeps on coming up. It does. And if you're not conscious of it, it's easy to stay away from it. And it's easy to run away from it. Oh, but, distractions, avoidance, right? right? But like, the second you get some kind of awareness, I mean, honestly, it's like a yoga or an acupuncture high. You get a little taste of the goodness that comes out of it or like the happiness, the fulfillment, right? That comes out of this spiritual journey or this growth. And you get a taste of it and then you can't turn back. That's the thing. You, you think, well, all right, I need to delve into this. I need to go down this path. And at and first, I think people chase the feeling. I think you're right. And then they hopefully, they're working with us, especially, it's like- Come attached to that. It's not the feeling, it's the process that provided that feeling. And uh-huh. if you want to have the chance to produce that again, somehow you want to produce something positive and healthy in your life, what do you have to engage in? There is a process. And that and process is not easy. Not it's at all, very man. scary at times. That's you know? what we're talking about, fear. Right. To me, today is about fear in fear order to and- transform. Fear, when I think about it, I think about the obstacles in life, right? But it is ultimately everything boils down to fear and love. But the obstacles that people run into, and we all come from different backgrounds, different upbringings. We all have our different fears and obstacles. And and the way we're wired, like our wiring system. And the way system. we're wired. And I think that first level of awareness is just to name it, is to name the triggers right? What is it that triggers? Why do I get so irritated at this person when this person talks to me? Right. Or, mm-hmm. or why, why do, do I get I, so angry? Why do I go only so far into my projects and then I just stop, stop doing it? Right. Right. So you have to just, why can't I accept a compliment? Right. Right. Like there's just, and that's so many. Our whole program is saying, hey, these are the five components to renewing your life and growing and evolving. And along the way, each of those five little phases bring with them inherent kind of pitfalls and roadblocks that we get caught on. And we all get caught on different ones and fall into different holes. Today, we're talking about one of those pitfalls, but you're right. There's obstacles all along that path that can prevent us from that growth process. Right. What sparks anxiety? What sparks worry? 
Totally. And right? we kind of, probably most people that are listening to this are on some sort of self-fulfillment mm-hmm. journey. And they want to find peace. They want to find happiness. They want to feel more aligned with what's in their lives. That's just it. I think that's where the journey begins is that you realize that there's something more, right? Because a lot of people come in and they say, I know there's something more out there. Like I know there's something more to my life than what I'm living right now. I think that's the starting point for a lot of people. Or just it feels off. It's just my something feel. I know this doesn't feel the way I want my life to (laughs) feel. And so what people usually do, because there are some people that have never done this, they don't want to do this. This isn't like even what they're thinking about. And they're probably not the people that are listening to us. Most people that are listening to us, I would imagine, have already embarked on this journey and they've read the books or they've taken the courses or they get the daily emails. They know the wisdom, anything that we're saying. It's not like we're making this up. Right. It's not new. It's not new. Right. Wisdom is simple, 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 simple. And it's really then people pick and choose the ones that resonate with them, right? So yes, oh my God, I haven't been feeling gratitude. I've been upset about my life and I want to turn that around and have more gratitude. Or yes, I've been all over the place and I need to really focus and create some structure in my life, right? They choose the ones that unconsciously, like they're okay with. Oh, right. It's comfortable. It's comfortable. And they're like, well, I did this. So now why isn't it transforming my life? And it's because there's so many of these obstacles along that course of one cycle. And you'll cherry pick the ones that you're willing to go into. But your mind, your unconscious has some firewalls up. That's Mm -hmm. like, sure, I'll let you be grateful, but I'm not letting you deal with our fear of rejection. I'm not letting you deal with our fear of failure, whatever it is. Not good enough. I'm not going to let you deal with wanting to stick through something and like feeling like you're suffocating in structure. So if you feel that you're getting stuck still and you've done all this work for years, maybe chances are there's one aspect of the cycle that is just so deeply ingrained on an unconscious level of fear that it's not letting you tap in and unlock that part to finally let the momentum build to finish a cycle and have that true transformation. Right. You haven't identified it. You haven't allowed yourself to identify it. And you haven't forced yourself to sit in the fear that discomfort, if you actually face it, that's the hard part you're talking about. But I also think it's nice to have a guide and not do it alone. Wouldn't that be awfully scary to do that alone? I mean, forget about scary. It's just you can't bypass your unconscious. That's Mm -hmm. why we do like ayahuasca or people use medicinals, mushrooms, psilocybin. It's a way of saying, I know my mind isn't letting me get to things, Mm -hmm. right? It's letting me get to what I want to get to. So if I'm on the conscious level, I'm like, I'm totally doing work. I'm totally doing my thing. But if it's only going so deeper after cycle after cycle, you realize transformation isn't happening. Chances are you're not diving beneath those firewalls that you can't even get to because they're in the unconscious. So how do we identify it? Where do we start? Well, I mean, that's the point is hopefully there's something that like when we do medicine work, it is guided. We're mm-hmm. not doing it just willy nilly. Oh, I'm just going to exactly. like, it's really being guided. And even for myself, I tell my patients all the time, like I can look at you and see what's going on. I'm really good at that, but that doesn't mean I can see myself. Like there's plenty of stuff. Yes. It's not so much. Yes, the, there is plenty of stuff. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Side note. Last week, we were talking about oh boy, what are you the about rituals. To say? Well, it's been sticking with me. I've been thinking about it all week. I'm like, she called me a weenie with when I'm sick. What? Remember? You were oh, like the sick. on the podcast? And you're like, all guys. I'm sorry, everyone. Like, Adam is not a weenie, but like, when you're sick. I want to clear the air. 
if we talk about <laughs> being able to just like, if you're in discomfort, getting it out, not holding it in, there's a healthy way to do it. And there's a way that's kind of like you're pining for attention or you're trying to pull someone in. And just if you're uncomfortable, I don't think there's anything wrong with being vocal about it in the sense of like, if it helps me, if I'm in pain to be, oh God, like whatever, if I'm moaning or groaning like that. But keep in mind, I think there's a big distinction between doing it to try to like get someone's attention. Agreed. Versus just doing it. Agreed. You think I'm doing it for attention? <laughs> you do. See, last week I made that distinction and you agreed with me, but you kind of switched it to like, and I would never give you that attention. I was like, but wait a second. Validate right now. Do you think I'm actually pining for like, um, that's my way of trying to draw you in? I'm sitting here in this moment. And would you like to be taken care of when you don't feel well? You've expressed that before in the right. past. You're the opposite. You're like, if you're sick, don't come near me. Don't bother don't me. Bother me. I and don't even want you around to see this. I want to crawl in a cave in a hole and let me get better. I mean, I don't get sick very often. So I'm more of a human being that is a social creature that you're is not happy. a social creature. <laughs> <laughs> so what if I hide from humanity on weekends? <laughs> Can we get past this? I'm stuck in a moment here because my best friend, one of my best friends, we've had this conversation and just had a very, very good laugh. Our husbands and the way they are when they're sick. And then another best friend joined in and was laughing hysterically because she had said that her husband was the same way. So we just kind of thought, so let me ask yeah, you that's this. the way, way, off that's topic the way guys... We're so off topic. I'm Why gonna, are we talking about I'm going to give women like a prop here. Chimichanga. I think the reason, I'm sorry, people. This was just literally <laughs> on my mind, like driving to work multiple days this Maybe past week. Maybe this is something we clarify <laughs> on the side, crazy. Hold on just one second. <laughs> I think women, especially mothers, Yes. Like you're not allowed to be sick. No. Like if you're sick, you have to suck it up if you're the one caring no, for the No, you kids. cannot go down. The mom right? of the house can't go down. So you develop this crust, I mean, around sickness, like you, ha you, you can't allow it crust, to just be. That's what you're labeling it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to use weenie, I'm using crust. If I were to name your moaning, I would name it crust. <laughs> Can oh, we please move on to transformation? I'm just saying. Speaking of transformation. All right, fine. We'll drop this. For those of you who wanted to hear this, this finish Looking up, for attention happening. obstacle. <laughs> okay. Seeking attention from others. Where were we? Just there. There are obstacles like that will get in the way. seeking attention from others. Externally, if you look for external. But you're staring at me like I do that on the regular. I need to understand if you really think this or you're just having fun right now. Let's talk about our obstacles. You really think this? Well, this is breaking news for me. I am not that type of person. I am no, not, you're not. No, you're not. Make up your mind. Well, when you're sick, you suck. <laughs> I kind of keep to myself. I don't ask you for anything. That is not true. Actually, what do I ask you when for? you had COVID, you yeah. had said. <laughs> when I had COVID. When you had COVID, you had texted me and said, could you at least go grocery shopping for me? Or could you at least make some soup for me? And there was. That's because you literally put me outside in a shed. You had the whole house to yourself. We got out. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You can order groceries in. That's what people do nowadays. Okay. That's what I did because you left to go to Costa Rica when I had COVID and left me to take care of myself and our three children. You are part of the female species who are just stronger go. than males. There you go. Well, right. sink or swim, right? That's what it was for pregnancy. That's what it was for COVID for me. So sink I or think swim, people, guys. I think you're getting a little insight into our <laughs> deeper issues. This is good.
We need to get this stuff this out. Is good. This we is need good. to show people this that is, you can still this is healthy. You can think your partner is a total weenie and still <laughs> maybe want to spend your life with them on some level. Transformation. Okay. So seriously though, if there's so many areas where the fear will be too big, like you don't want to do your own work, you don't want to face things. And based on that, what will always happen is the fear inside will shift you to a different, like trying to bypass the drop-in of that uncomfortable space. It's a control freak. Totally. Right. And then what happens is if you look at the cycle as the natural, like, like a tree, right? If you don't have the shedding of the leaves, And then you don't have that time in winter for stillness on the surface where nutrients and water could be absorbed in at the root level, then there's no chance for that tree to come back stronger, to have learned, to have adapted to the environment over the last year, to have made some changes. And if our mind, if our fear keeps us from dropping in and dealing with that, it springboards us straight to a new spring. What's the new plan? Let's go. What do we got to do? How do we incorporate things on the branches to make up for what we were dealing with last time? And it's all above the surface. And after a while, everything's going to topple over. And so today, talking about that it is natural to feel fear on the way to transformation because you have to let go of what you've been clinging to, what you've been, the parts of the branches, the ends of the, the branches, and you spend all summer there as you should, and then you have fruit there in one way or shape or form. All of a sudden, if you now have to let go of that, if those pieces of fruit are your family and those pieces of fruit are your job and your relationships that make you feel comfortable and you don't have a strong connection to your own root, You're going to be clinging to those things because without them, you don't really have an identity and your fear won't let you let go of that. So it's hard to transform. You can't transform unless you go all the way into the root system and make those changes. So, And it's a constant going into the fear and then feeling like you're on top of the world and you're done. And we talked about this in other podcasts that you're not done. The integration process is still happening. It happens every day and it's practice. What do you mean? Like when are you not? So for me, I'm thinking about, all right, these obstacles and these fears, right? And naming them. So for me, I like to write them down. I don't use pen and paper. I just use my phone. I go on my walks. With the font at 26. (laughs) Yes. It's very uh big. It is very big. Read one letter at a time on your phone. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) This is a good ripping session here. I guess so. So when I have a trigger, that's my red flag, all right? And then I want to ignore it and I want to run away from it. And not just you, everyone projected on someone else or something oh, else. Oh, like absolutely. That's another thing. The second I put it on somebody else, he makes me angry. He is doing this to me. Why are they doing this to me? That's my trigger to zip it and start my process. I wish we can record that and play that in the house. I don't put stuff on you. What? I don't put stuff on you. When we're having an argument. I mean, it's we joke about it, how each of us are like. Well, I mean, you always put your stuff on. (laughs) (laughs) This is fantastic. Anywho. Anyhow, let's just bypass your always projection. Let's go. So once I put that on somebody else, then I take a step back. That's my trigger. (laughs) I name it. (laughs) I'm sorry. I write it down. I put it down on my phone and then instead of running away from it, I sit on it and that Mm. silence is awfully uncomfortable, but it's not a silence where you let your mind take control. 
it's a silence where you have to consciously not allow your mind to take control and just and feel that discomfort. So that's so the we'll first come. massive roadblock right there right. is first your mind is busy telling you if it's me, this is Laura's fault. Right. This is Laura's issue. This is right. you blah, make blah, me blah. feel this way. I feel this way because you did you, this first. Right, exactly. So I don't need to deal with myself because you should be dealing with your stuff and blah, blah. And I think the reason we laugh at it is because we always go through this until uh, we both go back and do our work. Right. And I think. But that's us putting it on each other. And first, then we go so away. Then, but when we go away, that voice doesn't stop. No, it doesn't. I mean, I in the car plenty of times, literally cursing you out. And it's just, I know at this point, this isn't how I feel. Like, I love you. You know, I love you. And there are times though where my mind can't deal with whatever I'm dealing with inside, can't deal with the emotion inside, the sensation inside. And so I have to let out the residual mind's temper tantrum, which is about you, the way the mind sees it. So I let it out. I realize it's going to rise and fall. And then when I'm done, I know I'm going to sink into my own part of this. And that's part of the first step here of going into the fear is letting out what needs to come out, which will be the projection. Then letting your mind, as you start sinking into the stillness that you're talking about, your mind is going to start creating stories, anything to not let you sink in to this feeling, to this insecurity, to this vulnerability. And But your mind isn't going to stop. Your mind isn't going to be like, okay, here's the stillness now. It's while the mind is going nutso, can you sit there and not take the bait? And you can match the mind's fervor pitch. Is it a fervor pitch or fever pitch? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just fervor or fever pitch. To match the mind's fervor, if I'm wrong, just tell me. <laughs> but don't let it get stuck in you because so often, and you know this, we'll just ruminate and ruminate and ruminate. And our mind just keeps us in this intellectual zone where we're just trying to see it from different angles and understand it and fix it. And that's not allowing the true drop-in that we're talking about. And that drop-in is then a realization of the expectations that you are either placing on somebody else or placing on yourself. Those expectations, those are some nasty, nasty things. I love it. That's when the awakening. It, when it gets to the point where I get through the F you, Laura part, right? Or, and then I get through, I'm just so, like, I'm just so tired. I'm like, ah, oh, I just can't take it anymore. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. And then that leaves. And then after there's like this little vulnerable little voice that's just like, I'm scared. It's like, oh, okay. And then it's like a relief almost. Like that's what has been protected. This desire to not want to feel scared. And then it's like, okay. And then when I get there, and again, I've been doing this for decades now. I'm a little more comfortable once I get there. For people that are first doing this, the first time you get to that, it feels like you've literally just opened up a wound, right? It's so raw. raw. But ultimately, you sit there and there's this little voice inside and you realize, oh, I'm just scared or I'm overwhelmed. I'm fill in the blank. Well, no, I was going to capitalize on that. You feel raw, but you also feel there's a hint of very clean and then calm. It is clean. It's crisp. Uh And there's some form of connection there. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm listening to something that's authentic. Connection with yourself. Yeah. And that's the part that you start. hearing and seeing yourself. And after you do it enough and you, you identify that as that gives you more strength to go towards it. It's empowering. That's what you can't turn your back on anymore. It's like once you realize there's these little bits of ourselves, these authentic pieces of our soul, if you will, that are stuck inside, it's going on these search and rescue missions to reclaim them and then bring them back. Reclaim. You don't like reclaim? That's the word (laughs) that we started this podcast. And as you were talking, I thought, oh my gosh, it's reclaim. And then you used it. (laughs) Reclaim. What's wrong with reclaim? I don't know. 
it just makes me think very religious. I don't hear, I don't yourself. get any religious I'm connotation. Sorry. I don't know what you want okay. me to say. God be with you. <laughs> Peace be with you. <laughs> Rose Krispie Treat. <laughs> that what you guys would say in church? Yes. I'll say my brother and I, because I know my other brother wouldn't do that to anger my mom, but we would do that. It would get my mom very angry. But then it got to the point where we got old enough where she would just laugh. Instead of peace be with you, we would shake people's hands and look them in the eyes and say, rice crispy treats. (laughs) (laughs) The stuff that made us laugh as kids and still does today. But really to reclaim ourselves. I don't even know what I was talking about. I just know reclaim was part of it. <laughs> I'm still laughing. I had Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> anyway, it just feels very good. Again, it feels raw. You feel exhausted, but it feels very clean. So, okay. So once you get back to that part of and you calm. that is feeling the rawness, right? Okay, cool. We've finally gotten back, but, but there's but still- But don't say that you're done with it. Oh, you're not Because you're not even close. Again, this cycle isn't a closed end loop. It's right. not point A to point B. This it's, is the integration part. This is the long haul. This is the practice and the ritual. None set. of this. Everything that you encounter on this path just sets up the right. next season. Yes. So once you get there, now you've at least found on the search and rescue mission, this part of yourself. Now you have to sit there and even though it's uncomfortable and it's very scary because you don't know what you're going to find and you don't know what it's going to mean for the rest of your life. Right. If you can go through that fear, right? That very, that's healthy fear right there. It's not changing your direction. You're still going in and you let that part of you feel that rawness. And instead now of ditching yourself, instead of trying to patch it up, instead of trying to cover it up, you just connect and you stay there. And the mind's like, well, what do we need to do? Nothing. Like what does a child need in a huge crowd? They just need to hold your hand. It's still scary, a lot of frenetic energy, but a child needs a parent to stay connected and it makes them feel a little safer to encounter the unknown in life. And that's what we need to do here is to sit there and allow that fear to be present and anchor in and allow, which feels kind of, it's very passive in a way where our mind always wants us to be taking an action. The action is holding space with unconditional support and acceptance and love and valuation. But the scary thing is that there's a possibility that now that you're getting this new strength, right, you're covering the hole and the patches in the or the cracks in the foundation, that it's going to change your dynamic with yourself, with others. And that's another scary thing is that you come into this power or this realization of, oh, wow, or I'm doing things for other people to please other people. I'm not doing things to please myself. So then you cover those patches. I think you're even getting a little ahead of yourself. I am. I think so. I just wanted to say, like, there is a faith. <laughs> like, there is well, but you're there's a even, trust. You're talking about even what you're saying, like, once you feel the empowerment. I don't think the empowerment comes yet. I think usually this is on top of an insecurity, negative belief about yourself. Oh, uh, okay, right. And so the first fear is really, I'm going to find a cretin. I'm going to find someone that's not up to the task. I'm going to find someone that's really selfish, someone that isn't enough. And then your mind's like, oh, I don't want to reveal this part of myself because I don't think this part has any value. And that's where you change the relationship where it's going to feel forced. But are you willing to say, I will, whatever I find, if it's part of me, I will love, accept, support, and value that piece of me unconditionally. And I don't know what it's going to look like. And I don't know how people are going to react. And then invariably, if you can do that, you invite that part back into the present day. 
that's added. That's added bonus right. to your life at this point. And the mind doesn't see it that way. The mind's afraid of, right? And then it gets to the point, how are people going to react to this? But I think there's a key piece, at least for me, right in this moment, for me, I always think I cannot possibly be alone in this, right? And I think a lot of people feel alone. Right in that moment, they think, oh, I'm the only one who feels this way. I'm the only one who thinks this way. But you have to know that you are not alone, right? We're a human being. We all have these emotions, right? We're all yes. built the same. And um, we go on, then that little part key of piece, that, though, that's, it's a comforting piece at least. What you're saying, it is because you're 20,000 leagues under the sea at this point. Right. You are buried in darkness and you are alone. And that's the fear is like, ah, oh, this doesn't feel good. And there's, but you have to be the support for yourself at those depths. If you want to feel the integrity of a root system, that's going to give you the ability to shoot out and achieve your potential and go for your goals in life. That's where you need to sink into. It's scary mm -hmm. and it's dark. And you don't know if you're ever going to come out of it. That's the fear that's there. This is never going to turn in. I'm going to die underground right now in this journey I'm and never see the, the light of day. Right. right. So that becomes this big turning point. Can you sit there when you're going through this exploration under the surface? And even if you can realize this is more of a passive holding space and kind of then start changing the relationship you have to yourself, the way you speak to yourself, so that when it comes back out, if it comes back out, if you have another chance to be reborn and play another day, so to speak, that that's this an, time- That's another word, by the way. What? Reborn. Reborn. Yeah, well, I get that one. <laughs> I'm a born again person. Every day, right? We should be a born again person. And, but the only difference is when we resurface, and this is the transformation part, because you had the courage to face the fears and not distract or go right. sideways and you went inwards from that deep place, that's where you can adjust your relationship to yourself. That's where you can adjust the relationship you're going to have with the world, with the people around you. Absolutely. It's like the control panel. You finally got yes. the key to the control panel. And that's the whole point. I tell people like, listen, I mean, a lot of us are control freaks, right? I know I am. I know you are. <laughs> You really have some jabs. I feel like you need to- It's fun. Keep it listen, light, Grace. It's totally light. I'm just saying, I think in lightness, I want to blow up a picture of myself, put it in like your closet and let you throw darts at oh, it. Oh, I would never do that. I wouldn't. Okay. That's not very nice. I just think, get the stuff out. I love you. I'm not, I'm just having fun. Okay. I'm playing like it's a little lying, little, lying cub. Little rips of flesh. Claws. Little rips of flesh. <laughs> I think it was Jimmy who told me that. It was Jimmy who told you that. It yeah. was way back in the day. And I really, I took that one. Yeah. Because, I mean, I grew up around sarcasm. I mean, that was like, that's what we right. did. Totally. Yeah. So anyway, what did you just say? Oh, control freak. Control freak. It's. You are a control freak. Control <laughs> is a vital piece of the cycle. But if it's misapplied, it throws you way off. If it's applied above the surface, you're missing it. There should be very little control once you're moving and grooving. It's oh, really it's like more a total, like you're in the security vault. That's the control panel you want to get to, not the it's mind's under the surface. control panel. Yeah. No, but you are. It is the mind's control panel. No, it's but the you do it. Control panel. No, Missy Larue. Yes, Missy Larue. The mind has to create, like the heart speaks. That's what you find out, that rawness. And based on the heart finally hearing the heart's true message and understanding this is about yourself, now you take your effort. Now you, hey, hey, mind, 
let's come up with a new way, a new program here, a new blueprint oh, that's what you're saying. that supports the heart, right? This is where you control, make little adjustments. You change the blueprint for your life. And then you say, oh, now I know how I want to engage my life. Well, this is totally different. People might not like this new blueprint, but I have right. to put this out here. That's a big one. That is a huge one. It is a big one where you have interacted with people a certain way you're, for however long. And then once you decide to start engaging in a different way, the thought of, will people accept me? First, you have to get past if you even accept yourself. And then, will other people accept me for the new me? And a lot of people actually don't change. You could change, but a lot of people don't change their perspective of you. It takes a while before they- And it doesn't allow that change to occur. That's the most frustrating thing. When you make a change, and for you, it's like cellular. But everyone else, this is the first time they're even seeing this. They don't yeah. trust this. It's as, like your family. Right. Yeah. And it takes maybe five years uh-huh. before they accept this version of yourself. And it's so frustrating. Like, why are you still treating me this way? Uh-huh. But that's how it goes. But yeah, I mean, that's a classic example of this would be someone who has been the classic. They identify as a caretaker uh-huh. and they're there for everybody. Oh, yeah. They're the shoulder. They're the bleeding heart. And then they realize, oh, my God, I have not been taking care of myself. Moms. 40, 50-year-old moms when this is But it's even just an archetype outside of motherhood. Sure. Right? Just people that, and it's their own codependency. Absolutely. Where like my worth is what I'm providing for someone else. And they end up in this dynamic. And then when they're ready to be like, whoa, my worth can't be about that. Like I need to be me first. And if I want to help people, great. But Mm -hmm. there might be a time that I don't want to help people. Mm -hmm. And there's a cycle to that. And it doesn't have to be all the time, every time, whenever the opportunity arises. And when you change the blueprint, all of a sudden, you've now changed the unspoken agreement you've had with a lot of people. And the relationships that were solely built on the codependency, those people are going to call you selfish. Right. They're going to want to blame you because they don't want to take responsibility or accountability for their own. And uh, you're going to call yourself selfish. Your mind (laughs) will call you because that's what you've been based on. And the real relationships, the ones that may have had that codependency in it, but have a genuine seed of unconditional love, once the decay happens for the codependent component dynamic, it will come back. If the other person is like finally like realizes, oh, like forget that old part. If they're doing their work. If they do their work, they might still reject you and find another host to have that with. But these are the fears we're talking about. We are going to encounter these fears all the way around the cycle when we hit the parts that challenge us in that way. And just making the distinction between fear gone wrong and appropriate fear is an important distinction. It's fear is acceptable, totally acceptable. It's necessary. It's necessary. Right. To protect. To protect. And if you can go through your fear when you realize it's just the fear of change, fear of going into vulnerable spots, fear of insecurities. Fear of spiders. Fear of spiders. (laughs) If you realize it's controlling you and you go through it, cool. You're going to have that fear and awesome. Like that's the work that we're talking about. Where fear goes off is when it throws you into an action to avoid. Absolutely. Major protection mode. Yeah. And then you go into worry and anxiety. And, and it only strengthens your views it of- It strengthens the monster. Right. Absolutely. It's like, no, this person is dangerous. These situations are dangerous. Yes. And it's like, yes, yeah, something can happen. You're vulnerable here. I get it. But is this situation really, are you in imminent danger to warrant that type of fear? And we'll feel it that way. It'll be multiplied where it will feel catastrophic of what we're dealing with. But that's the interplay here. If you want to renew and regrow and evolve, 
it's going to require facing fears and instead of taking action, sinking in instead and learning and knowing even what to do when you do sink in. Because you can say sink in, I'm not going to run away from it. But if you don't know where you are on the cycle and that this is what you should be feeling, this is appropriate to feel scared. It is appropriate to hear your voice, your mind say, this is too much and you can't handle this and we got to do anything different right now. If you know that that's to be expected, maybe it gives you a little bit more solidarity or solidification to stay on course and see the cycle through to completion to get to that inner root where then you can actually make changes for transformation. I would say a starting point for people is to create an awareness. And in order to create the awareness, the beginning awareness is to notice your triggers and write your triggers down. Right. And then look at those and then ask the question, why does this trigger me? What is it about this that triggers me? That's the first level of awareness. Slough off. Can I just let the initial layers come off and I'll let this be projected, right? Right. I'll blame, blame, blame. Right. Blame game. Do that until it kind of runs itself out. I just want to see what's underneath that. And then take responsibility for your own emotions. Get to the point. Blame game. And it doesn't mean who you are blaming or what you're blaming isn't actually playing a negative part. It doesn't mean that you're wrong in what they're doing or what they have done or where they're coming from. But beneath that, there is your own insecurity. Insecurity. And that's where transformation comes from. It's not controlling the outer dynamic. It's from sinking in and healing the inner disconnect. And there will always be that inner disconnect if you're being triggered. And it doesn't, they're not exclusive. It doesn't mean I'm taking the blame now. It means that's what I can control. It's because it's your own healing. And then when that person is still doing that and you've healed this wound, it's not going to bother you anymore. And, and you might just be like, A, it's not going to bother you. But you, you might then be, you'd be like, yeah, this doesn't this serve doesn't me. work for me anymore. I don't need to learn this lesson. And that's and, the slough off. Right. And that's where you then let that part. Right. And you leave. start elevating your life. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> All right. So if you could make that magic seed into one sentence. No, I'm not the one who does the magic seed. I just did. No, I I give the steps. I give the steps. There's just so much like this applies to every component of the cycle. But if we're bringing it to fear is essential. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's always a mirror. It just boils down to it's always a mirror. It really is about you. Right. And if you really are on this journey to growth, then looking at every situation, every person you meet is a teacher and every situation is just a mirror right back to you of what needs to be worked on in order to take the next step to growth. So even your dreams, everything is a mirror. If a person is doing something in your dreams, it just means it's about you. So instead of looking at other people and, oh, that person annoys me. Oh, that person is doing this and making me feel, or does this person even want to be with me? Or whatever it is, playing the blame game. It all boils down to you. And if you want to take the next step towards growth, you'll look at that and you'll patch up the wounds and then take a giant step forward. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thanks. And to add, when you do that, right? You will come face to face with your fears, right? Right. And so for me, embrace your fears because they're essential for transformation, right? Right. Like embrace them. You're not going to want to, your mind will want to project it, displace it, but embrace your fears because that's going to lead you back to the root of yourself. And that's where transformation happens. So there you go. Cool. Cool. All right. Until next week, you won't say it. No, nothing but love. (laughs) 
If you are enjoying Magic Seeds podcast, spread the love by doing a few things so others can enjoy it as well. Wherever you are listening, Spotify, iTunes, Google, just click on the plus sign. That way you can follow us and not miss an episode. If you would be so gracious to give us an outstanding rating, we'd be forever grateful. And please share an episode or two with a loved one if you think it'll help. This way we can help more people. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can PM Magic Seeds 2023 Instagram, or you can friend us on Magic Seeds Facebook group and PM us there. Thank you so, so much. Nothing but love. Love.